Super Talk Mississippi media production. Are you tired of dents and scratches ruining the look of your car? Look no further than Porter's Body Shop in Brookhaven. Call us at 601-833-1861 or visit us online at portersbodyshopms.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned in to Good Things, your radio happy hour. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined in studio by Rhino today. And don't you forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app and, of course, your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. Good Things is on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And now today is World Teacher Day. And I think this is a wonderful day for us to reach out and maybe applaud those teachers as well as share those memorable teachers in your life. If you think back to your school years, you are bound to think of at least one one teacher or coach who made a difference in your life and this is good thing so I believe teachers come in all shapes and sizes so if you don't necessarily have a formal teacher that comes to mind there was somebody in your life that was either a mentor or a teacher that may have helped set you on the right career path or who may have encouraged you to step out of your comfort zone and try something new maybe they helped you when you felt unaccepted by your peers or maybe not sure if you were you know could go in one direction or another so today we all know that teachers wear multiple hats and they're also counselors and they're friends and to some students they're definitely considered guardian angels so I want your good stories how has a teacher impacted your life positively and if you are listening and you're a retired teacher I'd love to celebrate you as well and I think the profession of teaching Rhino like so many others in like health care and everything else it truly is a calling for those that go into the field of teaching k through 12 particularly but even higher education into uh, you know university academics it's i mean you have to have the passion to want to have the patience to break down a subject to the point that you can then influence little ears and lies and little bodies even at up to 18 to want to get interested enough to want to learn to then apply or at least that's what should happen uh, you know into in different ways and you know and students are different so not every student's a cookie cutter not every teacher's a cookie cutter so not every teacher is going to necessarily have a style that connects with every student but man when you do hit that home run where you have a teacher who just clicks on all cylinders for you who knows how you learn or at least teaches in the way you learn best and they recognize something in you as a student and they call that out and sort of help mentor that or encourage that there's so many of us who wouldn't be where we are today because if a teacher just kept their praise or kept their um, I guess constructive criticism you know to themselves it sometimes it takes a teacher to or coach to sort of push you in the right you know sort of direction or pull you off your high horse or redirect your thinking and 
let's be honest, sometimes students particularly will take advice from a teacher they respect in a field that they're in interested in more likely than a parent figure or somebody sort of at home. So teachers definitely have a big part to play in all of our kids' life. I mean, that's one thing our kids really can't get around having. It's not having a teacher of some kind. Even if you homeschool, I mean, you're the teacher. So we all have teachers in our life in some capacity. So does Rhino, does one come out, come to mind when you think of like teachers? Uh, I've got a couple that come to mind. Uh, if I think back to high school, I think my love of, of history and little factoids and, and interesting things from the past comes from how interesting Coach Pugh made it, where he would he was the same coach that when 9-11 happened, he walked out in the hallway and talked to Coach Pulliam about what was going on and then came in and said, I had a lesson planned, but we're going to watch history happen and turn on the TV and we watched it. But besides that being just implanted in my head, I also remember him using pop culture, especially when we got to the, the modern part of history, and got away from learning about the world wars and the civil like when, when you get to 1950 forward he used a lot of pop culture a lot of music a lot of movies and stuff to, to show that history is reflected in those things but it's not always accurately portrayed by those things so I, I, I got a different take on history from him but if you go farther back than that back in elementary school I would have to give credit to Three different teachers, all for instilling a love of reading. And that would be Miss Hagwood, Miss Ashby, and Miss Gunnels. I am so impressed you remember your teacher's name. Oh, yeah. But they, in different ways, like if I'm not mistaken, it was Miss Ashby that got me started doing little daily assignments because I would get done with work before other students. And then Miss Gunnels really focused on the reading. And then I, I want to say it was in fourth grade with Miss Ball, where she had this big box of stuff that was, and I, I didn't give her credit for, for getting me into reading because I was already into it at that point, and I was trying to game it at that point, because I really wanted a parakeet. I wanted a pet parakeet. I don't know why. I thought it was cool, but I wanted a parakeet. I didn't know that fun fact about the you. The only way my parents would get me a parakeet is if I did this giant box of, of reading exercises. Mm -hmm where you had a, a box full of these little two-page laminated folios where the front page was the story, and then you had questions and activities and stuff. There had to be 150 of those things in that box. And they started at fourth grade and went all the way up to college reading level. Well, they expected me to get a, If I was going to get a parakeet, I had to get through all of that in that school year. I made it to... I remember this is like fourth grade. I made it to eighth or ninth grade reading level before I really couldn't just hammer them out really quickly and had to take time on them. And I didn't quite finish the box in the school year. So I, I was I was down on myself. I was thinking, I'm, there's no way I'm getting a parakeet now. And then went to the flea market. The person selling the parakeets was there. And I was gifted a parakeet by my parents because I had tried so hard to finish the giant box of reading material. I love that. What was your parakeet's name? Is it, is it okay for family radio? No, it's not. <laughs> you were, what grade were you in? Fourth grade. What? Okay. Just the, the, the beginning of the Hellion stage. I, just the beginning? That's like it, you were nine. Or maybe ten. Okay, but you got your bird. 
So we appreciate that, and I love that and that sort of encouragement. Again, I go back to, I mean, fist bump for just remembering all of your teachers' names. I remember faces better than sort of names, but Mrs. Smith, or Miss Smith, she was my 10th grade science teacher, Terry, and she instilled curiosity in anatomy and physiology, which was like the 10th, 11th grade was like the first time you really got to like dissect the frog. I remember that. Or you got to really learn the body past just knowing the bones and the muscles and sort of all of that. And she was so excited about how the body sort of worked together that it made us, or me, I don't know about the other students, but it made me excited. It was what kindled that interest in this is there's something going on above my control, all keeping us alive inside. I have a part to play in with it in terms of health. So if I go back and try to think of like, when did my first, and I didn't even recognize it till way later till I was a student at USM. I didn't even know, I mean, think about it. I always thought maybe doctor or sort of leaning sort of that way, that, you know, you have this whole ecosystem going on inside of you and everything sort of, works together and if something's out it doesn't and she just really made it tangible to sort of see and the way she sort of described it and brought things necessarily home so I left there in fact one of those years I got a science kit or something like for Christmas because of her and um, I don't you know I don't know if I ever took time to personally thank her for I guess sparring the interest in science uh, you know you lean towards one thing or the other you're either kind of a math and science kind of kid or you're kind of like the artsy sort of literature kind of kid and there's a lot of them that are a little bit of both but you tend to just lean towards one or the other naturally and she just really opened my eyes to to science in a really in really cool and she encouraged questions like get curious about why there's no we're you know no wrong questions when it, if you don't know how something works ask the question sort of go and sort of figure it out which fast forward to my time at uh, University of Southern Miss Dr. Molzon that lady terrifies me she still terrifies me I still have work as a grown adult that I will not throw away because I'm scared she's gonna come back and make sure that <laughs> I finished everything that I needed to finish but she taught me more than anything how not to ask a ask a answer a question with a question or ask a question that I could find the answer to myself and that has carried me far 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 away further than anything she taught me in in class so I know it. it's world teacher day we want to celebrate those teachers in our life if you have a great story over on the good things Facebook group you can share it there where Boyd did we've got one we'll get to from Jason and Jack town on the ceasefire text line let's let's remind ourselves teachers have an important place to play in our lives and our students but we are going to take switch gears and we're going to find out what's happening on Main Street coming up next Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big. 
good things happening on Main Streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. So don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar, and you can get more information on upcoming events. And coming up this weekend, it's all about the Delta. There are plenty of events going on in the Mississippi Delta, so go ahead and plan your trip. First up, you can plan a trip to Indianola for the second annual NOLA Fest, Fall Fest, should I say, where they're honoring B.B. King and all of his great career, life, and stories of the Mississippi Delta. They're kicking off Saturday with a kids' color run at noon. Your music and lineup starts at 1230. They've got a Planners Bank dog show. That should be a lot of fun coming up at 230. They're going to have food trucks, painting for the pumpkin painting for the kids, and even some blow-up slides. So you can head on over to their Facebook page if you would like more information on that. But over in Cleveland, we're keeping it in the Delta today for all the Main Street events going on. Bolivar County, you are gearing up for the 40th Oktoberfest, which is the largest festival in Bolivar County. And joining us to tell us a little bit more about that and the barbecue championship is Miss Cade Holder. Hey, Miss Cade. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me on today. All right, 40 years. This is older than I am. I can't believe This is older than I am, too. <laughs> Not by much, but by, you know, just a smidge. And anytime you get events or festivals, should I say, that, you know, start going into multiple decades, then you know that it's got the support of the community and that folks look forward to it every year and it just becomes a trademark event. Is that what it feels like for Oktoberfest? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, this is this is only about my second year with the organization kind of working to bring this festival, um, you know, to reality with the community and just learning so much of it and the history and all the people in the community who have contributed to the event, how it's evolved over the years. And, and just honestly, the scale of what it has become now is is very impressive. It's very, um, it's just, it's just really interesting to see how things turn and interest really pick up. Um, and you can definitely see that with the, the barbecue festival portion of, of this festival here in the Delta. Well, that's the delicious part, but you can actually earn your barbecue with a few running opportunities. So how have y'all catered to the physical fitness minded folks? Sure, sure. So this year we've, um, we're starting off early Saturday morning, uh, right between uh, seven and seven thirty is when we've got registration going um, for our uh, Oktoberfest five k and ten k. So you know we are still taking registrations. You can register online. Just head over to OktoberfestMS.com and click on our different festival sections, and you'll see the Oktoberfest 5K, 10K, which is going to take you on a race, um, and you'll run down Court Street, kind of start in our downtown, and you'll look through the beautiful campus out at Delta State University as well as some residential neighborhoods. And we've got those two different race categories and age categories for all the runners who are going to be competing. So everybody who runs is going to get a really cool um, pig uh, kind of in the Oktoberfest barbecue themed T-shirt for participating and a really cool custom medal with that Oktoberfest um, uh, representation on it as well. So we still got a bunch of slots left and we're hoping you know kicking off with that early in the morning you'll run all your calories away and then you can fill up on barbecue later in the day you know and the good thing about the 5k and the 10k there in cleveland is it's flat 
you don't have to worry about any heels. <laughs> yes, no heels. So just, you know, do your regular stretches. You don't have to worry about cramping up. And, and if you do, we'll, we'll come find you and have a plate of barbecue waiting on you. You mentioned that T-shirt. I was looking over at uh, the Cleveland's uh, uh, Main Street page, and they are they are pretty popular. Y'all have have a running thing. Do people collect the T-shirts every year from Oktoberfest? Yes, we they certainly do. The, the cool thing about, about our Main Street is just how community-minded everyone is. We have all of the T-shirts actually on sale right now at um, about four or five different businesses, both in our downtown area and one out of the highway as well. Um, so Airport Grocery, I'm sure that people around state have heard about them and their famous hot tamales they are they're a huge name here in the delta they're selling t-shirts for us we've got a couple of downtown um retailers and a bank one of our our ball talk sponsors bank plus they're all selling the t-shirts so we've got um blue ones and camouflage ones select camouflage ones on sale for anybody who likes to get out and there may be hunters in the crowd um to come and purchase those this year but at the festival this weekend, we're also going to be having a deal on kind of vintage Oktoberfest shirts that we have had throughout the years and that we still have collected here at the Chamber, and those will be on sale for only $5. So if you missed a year, kind of in the trajectory of things, you know, some people took a year off, even though we were back last year from COVID, and you missed your T-shirt last year, we'll have a few of those leftovers kind of on sale at discount price in addition to the ones that we're selling for this new year everybody loves a good t-shirt kate i can go ahead and say that and everybody loves good barbecue so you guys have an mbn you have to tell me what that means sanctioned yeah. barbecue and i like how you you word it battle it's not a, it's yes, not a competition it is, it's such a battle it's and a I barbecue don't, I battle no if everyone around the state quite understands the scale of it so the mbn means memphis barbecue network sanctioned event so what that means is there are legitimate judges who have gone through training, um, the same type of training that you have to do if you are cooking at Memphis in May in these, like, national battles that happen. Those are the types of judges who are coming to judge the barbecue teams here in Cleveland. And because it is that Indian sanctioned event, they've really doubled down for the requirements for the teams this year, in order to, you know, kind of win what is called the barbecue battle, you have to compete in three different cooking competitions on this barbecue battle circuit in the Delta. And this year has been extraordinary because it's been back to back to back. So the Ruval Roast happening in Ruval, Mississippi, over in Sunflower County, was two weekends ago. That was one of the first rounds on the battle. Pig Picking, which is the first home game at Delta State University, which Delta State uh, had a great win last weekend um, at Pig Picking, and we were excited about that. Um, that's the second competition in the barbecue battle. And then Oktoberfest here is the final competition in the barbecue battle. So the cumulative winner in those three different ah. competitions, not only could, you know, it's going to win the whole circuit, so that means they can win $10,000 if they are a professional cook team and $3,000 if they are the amateur or the patio cook team. So there is a lot of cash on the table for the winners of these different um, circuits. But it's also, you know, we're on the third weekend here, and it just so happens that this year it happened back to back to back. So I know a lot of these teams are kind of, kind of tired we're at the end of the we're at the end of the horizon here and they can sort of see 
see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we're excited to see who's going to come out on top um, with the with the winner of the barbecue battle circuit. That's really exciting. Do you know by chance who the two winners were from the last two? Honestly, I have I've been so in planning mode for this. Um, I have not gone through and looked at who the previous winners were, but if you do follow Delta Barbecue Battle on Facebook, you can check out and see the rankings because it might be that you scored really high in the, say, the ribs category or the pulled pork category in one competition, but you didn't score as high maybe in the next one. Um, so, I mean, it kind of shifts and changes in the same sense that you could be the winner of Rugal Roast, but you might not be the winner of the whole barbecue battle. There's a lot of points that kind of differentiate in it. That's a long story for me saying that. No, like, no I think it's very exciting. Winners, but there's there's a good bit of, um, there's more science to it than, than you would think. There's still a lot of good pork at the end of the of the trail, though, which is going to be there at Oktoberfest, which is coming up this weekend. And if you don't like pork, you're weird. But if you probably like pork and music, so I want to give you time, Kay, to talk about all the good music that's also going to be there this weekend yes of course well i you're going to get our exclusive because we just got the confirmation today um so in the mornings we we always let some of our hometown groups um come out and perform so that is our dance studios and our gymnasts but we in cleveland are so lucky to have such a rich history of music in our town we have been working with trisha walker the grammy award winner um uh here having what's called the deep root series and so the deep root series is you know local acts that we you know help to put into different restaurants into different venues around town to con- continuously play and one of our deep roots artists peyton aldridge has just kind of started breaking into the big time. I don't know if anybody um, listening is a fan of NBC's The Voice, but Peyton Aldridge is on Team John Legend, and we are so excited. He is going to be playing at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. We just got that confirmation um, uh, today that we're going to be able to welcome him. Um, After some more of those local, you know, kind of younger groups um, perform, we're going to get into even more Deep Roots artists. Um, so we've got everything from like R&B and soul groups with um, some of our Deep Roots artists, Variety. That's a great band. Craig Adams is going to bring some more like country, Americana. Okay, where can stage. we go to get the whole lineup? It's the whole lineup. Yes, the whole lineup. And I will say probably our, our big headliner, though, at the end of the night, um, starting around 6 o'clock, is going to be uh, the Cracker Jacks, the party band of the South. And they've been playing for decades throughout the state. And they are, you know, bring your dancing shoes because they are going to play the hits. And we're really excited to have them. Well, it looks like it's going to be a great match there on the 40th Oktoberfest in Cleveland. You can go to msmainstreets.com slash calendar. Get more information on upcoming events in your area. But stick with us. we got more good for you coming up next. Somebody go Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. good things on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget it's Wednesday here on Supertalk, which means you can catch Thunder and Lightning 
live with Brian Haydad across the entire Super Talk Mississippi network and on Super Talk TV. That's coming up tonight at 6 p.m. after Sports Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning covers the Mississippi State Bulldogs like no one else. And of course, you will still be able to get daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there listening to podcasts, too, if you're on a health and wellness journey, don't forget, I got one out there called Tired of the Weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. And I would love for you to join me if that is something that you are interested in. But I'm interested in some of these teacher stories that are joining us on the text line, as well as over on the Good Things Facebook group. Uh, it is World Teacher Day, and so I thought it would be a great day to pay a little homage to those teachers in your life that left a lasting memory, whether you just remember their name or maybe you don't remember their name completely, but you remember something kind that they did or a way that they taught that just really inspired you. Uh, everyone listening to good things had a, had a, at least one good teacher moment in their life. And Jason in Jacktown says, my drama, speech, and debate teacher, Miss Mickey West, gave me the platform and the spotlight to express myself and become known as more than the quiet kid in school. I will never forget her. God bless all drama teachers and debate teachers. I think I'm trying to think what grade it is. I knew I was in high school. You had to go through debate kind of class. I know not all schools have the formal debate teams like some of the larger school districts do. But most have a fine arts credit requirement. Right, where you at least have to give a speech, which is like I get one of the top like the top fears of of human, which is um, you know interesting to those of us who make our our living. Just putting it all <laughs> putting it all out there most days. I will say sitting here and gabbing or talking about other things is different than having to stand up and sort of give a speech or make like a oral presentation of a. Um, project or topic or something that you had to research. I can get it can it can be very um, frightening for a lot of for a lot of students. But I remember it, and that's when, if you've listened to good things long enough, there was that time in my life I thought that I was going to be a lawyer because of Allie McBeal, and it was because of that I thought about it was because of the debate class where I thought, well, this is fun. You just get to get up here and argue for a living and then I realized I didn't have the temperament not to win every argument and that they would come at you with you know or you have to debate something you don't really believe in right and so you get assigned you're pro this against that well I'm pro that well you're against it for the debate well I don't like that but you feel like maybe of course we could all think of things we'd want to change about school systems so I'm not opening up that debate but you think like man if we could teach children even younger to debate apples versus oranges i don't know something very simple but learn how to okay like manage those emotions on the playground that would really translate better into life and social media and you know all these other places because really debating i mean it's everywhere in some form or capacity so i think i think it's cool that you remember that teacher jeff in oxford i think the teacher that had the greatest influence on me was the first my first grade teacher miseris oliphant knew i needed help <laughs> she paddled me the first day of first grade jeff i bet you needed it my parents knew about it by the time i got home and it was just wait till your dad gets home i got it again Lesson learned, I I think, 
Well, you always had, you know, kids will push those boundaries even with teachers. And you you knew the teachers that weren't going to put up with it at all. And then, of course, you always had the teachers, too, that maybe had a little bit more leniency than others. Not a teacher, but Miss Thompson in North Mississippi was like a grandmother to the whole school. Always kind and supportive. We all just called her Dana. She was a substitute. You know, you forget about those. The the ones who sort of hang in there and fill the gaps in whenever the teacher does actually have life that happens, and God forbid, they can't be there every single day of every school year. And you you knew your favorites. You would have the cool substitutes that, well, you know who they are and what they were like. And then you'd have the ones you'd be like, oh my gosh, Mom, can I have a sick day? Miss so-and-so is going to be in, filling in for, you know, no, you're, you're going, you're going to school. You're going to, going to do that way for sure. Jeff said, you know me too well. I absolutely know you uh, too well. I also know we all know um, good teachers. And we always see these headlines, and you can find plenty of them over at supertalk.fm talking about, I think even saw where four Mississippi schools are recognized as national blue ribbon schools, which is a good, which is a big deal, which I think uh, we should celebrate. I'm not saying we're not. But one of my favorite lately that I've seen is out of, um, is out of Natchez. And they go on to actually celebrate the fact that they were a D-rated school, which is not necessarily a good thing, but they worked hard and with a lot of help from parents and administration and the community and the um, and the students themselves, they pulled up their bootstraps and they've earned their first time ever. They earned a B uh, B grading was it was issued before the pandemic. And so, you know, and the town's like really excited about it because they should be. It looks like, look, when you put forth the effort and the teachers feel respected, valued, and seen, and then the students have a standard to like be held to, and then the community sort of supports that, you can take a school district that maybe wasn't had fallen on harder times and watch it transform back in the direction in which parents hope that they are for their kids. And I think that's, you know, Kudos to them for making it a really big deal. Kudos for everybody who's super excited and understands that, yeah, they may not be blue ribbon yet, but like they're on their way and they're working. And that kind of momentum can really keep a community sort of moving, moving forward and moving in the right direction. So kudos to to the school district there in, in Natchez. Mike from Grand Bay, my kindergarten teacher who had to announce the class JFK was assassinated. That was tough. You know, teachers do get put into some of those tough, you were talking about your coach with 9-11. You think back to um, the space shuttle. It's Challenger. The Challenger. When many classes were tuned into that because that was supposed to be a moment. Well, a teacher was going to space. Right. Moment. And in that moment, that teacher had to not only just be the share of important history making news but they're also human too but then they had to take i mean depending on what grade the student was handle it in the right sort of context in that way miss p was her name you always remember the teachers that you had a great time in or you had an awful time in but the the teachers that were right there in the middle you they tend to get forgotten 
Like, I remember having a really tough time in, in some math classes just because I would, I would be the, the jerk and be like, when am I going to use this? When do I have to learn this? I'm never going to use this ever again. Why are we learning this? And that was a, a harder class, so it, you remember that. But then you think, to like, I, I didn't really have a bad time or a good time in music appreciation class. So I don't really remember the teacher's name, bless her heart. But I do remember lessons she taught. I remember the fact that in one of the first days, because we, we all signed up for the class thinking music appreciation, cool, we get to go to school and take a whole class where we just listen to music, not knowing that we were going to be studying the history of the music and the different time periods of music and all these different things. And she broke down the word appreciation. Appreciation, when it comes to the arts, is not the same thing as, hey, I appreciate you bringing that over for me. It's a recognition of something you may not like, but it, you, you appreciate the work that was put into it. You appreciate the talent that it takes to make it. You appreciate the, the lessons that had to be learned to build up to the point where you could produce that music. You don't just walk into an orchestra with a conductor's baton and do it. No. You have to know all the different instruments and what they can do and what their range is and how certain members of the orchestra are better than others at their instruments. So you can ask for more from them than others. Were you ever teacher pet? Not intentionally. Well, they never are. If you try to brown nose, it doesn't work. You just have to be a natural brown noser. I wouldn't say I was teacher's pet, but I was definitely in pretty good with with like Jack and or Jason and Jacktown, the the drama teachers. I had Miss Austin in freshman year of high school, and then Miss Gibbs after that. And I nothing against Miss Austin, but we had class in a normal classroom mm -hmm. for that theater class, whereas Miss Gibbs' theater classes were held just off stage of the little theater mm -hmm. backstage, where you had couches and love seats and bean bags and stuff. That was a much more enjoyable class because you're just sitting there on a couch listening to the lecture instead of sitting in a desk. I always loved it when the teachers would let you go have class outside. I mean, it's oh, like, yeah. yes, we broke out of prison for 45 minutes. <laughs> you're the coolest teacher ever. All right, stick with us. We've got more good things for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up, I still see a ghost, oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for, oh, what do I stand for, what do I You can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device, you can watch it on Roku, even Amazon Fire TV devices, and you can watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV. We are right there on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. 
And I wonder how long we can keep this good weather streak going. I think I'll hold my breath because I'll probably in sooner or later. Hey, we mentioned Natchez earlier about going, uh, getting a higher, I guess, uh, grade in their um, school district. They went from a D to a B, which is really cool. But they also have a lot of other good things going on. And I saw where another headline where the largest ever cruise ship to sell the Mississippi River was celebrated in Natchez. 450 feet in length. 75 feet in width ship said to be able to hold a maximum of 386 guests, not 387, not 390. We're going to cut you off at 386 guests and 193 staterooms. They just couldn't squeeze in two more rooms. I'm weird about numbers. It's like, why do we stop at 193? Each room features a balcony, a veranda, a king size bed, a full uh, a flat screen TV, even a mini bar, a bathroom, heated floors. Yes, it's everything I'd want on a cruise ship. And a few other features. Heated floors? Heated floors. <gasps> you have never been in a, in a bougie enough situation to walk across a heated floor? No. That's not like, oops, I walk across the furnace in an old house? Because that's a completely different experience. <laughs> and if you know, you know your granny had the rug there for a reason. And she pulls it back for a reason. And if you get up to T-Nickel in the middle of the night and the floor furnace is on and you accidentally try to cross it, your life will have changed. And you will swear you have met Jesus, but you have not. You will be fine. You will cry about it. And then you will remember that if you have to T-Nickel and walk across that again, and you have that little PTSD too, like even though the rug's over it, you know what's creeping under there. May or may not have happened. No, when you have actually heated floors, they're like built into the into the tile where you can turn them on. It's kind of like heated seats in a car. So like in a bathroom during cold and chilly sort of times, or if you just really like to be pampered, you can <laughs> you can turn them on. You can even set timers to them, I think. And so when you get up in the morning and you go, again, it's all about the tea nickel, and you get in there, then your your feet are all warm and cozy. I was watching one of those. You got to remember, <laughs> I, I spent the last more than a decade living in an apartment that had window units for air, a gas heater in the front room for heat, and then I finally got the, the they finally put in the big window unit in the kitchen that was air and heat. But this will be the first winter since I was in college where I will have heat in the bathroom in the wintertime. You're I've just be... gotten used to hardcore showers. Yes. So your showers have... Where I get, get out of the shower and I'm steaming. Because <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> and it gets cold fast. So now you're going to have to adjust how you do that. And, you know, hotels, people above my tax bracket, those are the kind of... Viking Mississippi is the name of the, the cruise ship. It's actually named after the Mississippi River. Uh, the, you know, it just lends, it's luxury living for sure. <laughs> It'll if I'd have gone to my old landlord and said, hey, I'd really like it if y'all put in some heated floors in the bathroom. They'd have looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Thomas and Greenwood, house shoes are so much simpler. Not when you're like nine. Oh, you're talking about, hold on, Thomas, are you? Are we talking about in reference to heated floors or when my life ended when I walked across the furnace on the, on the ground? Heated floors, probably. He, okay, heated floors. Yes, and you can take them wherever you go in sort of in the house but they crank up like you know if you get into a sauna and you do the little crank crank that's heated floor and then you can hear them they sort of they come on and I mean it's one of those things I would never pay to have in my own home because it's probably gonna break but if it's somewhere where I'm 
was staying at. Yeah, I'm going to play with it. I want to know what it feels like. And then you think to yourself, like, this is nice. And you wonder who thought about it or who needed it to begin with. So both. Thomas said both. Yes. Yes. I don't know if there's many floor furnaces left, though. They've kind of, they're hanging in there or they're aging out. I'm pretty sure if my old place had been a, a one story, it would have had a floor furnace. Mm -hmm. It was that style. Yes. They're very efficient at heating the home. Oh, yeah. But they're, it's like they didn't know where else to put it. And they, le they leave you no room to tiptoe around the sides. <laughs> <laughs> like, very little. None. That's okay. That was their own heated floors before heated floors were, were cool. That first cold snap of this year, I'm going to come in and be like, what have I been missing? Yes. You know, they even make heated toilet seats, too. Oh, yeah. Would you go for the toilet seat before the floors? Not really. No, neither. I've gotten so used to just being cold in the morning. Oh, you're in for <laughs> such a good winter. We're going to have Chipper Rhino for the entire winter season. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right, stick with us. you got Sports Talk Mississippi coming up next from 3 to 6. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.